Hi, I'm Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with Everyday Entrepreneurs. Hi, friend. Welcome to The Everyday Entrepreneur. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Gregory Marinelli. Gregory and I met about four years ago back in Orange County. I lived there for a hot minute, and we immediately bonded over our desire to work for ourselves and to build a business. At that time, he and I were both working for large companies, and while we had this dream of starting our own businesses, we really just didn't know where to start or what to do to propel us into that next step. So Gregory is here today to share his journey and his story of his path to entrepreneurship. His career takes a very interesting twist from his corporate life to land him to where he is today, a top realtor in the Orange County real estate market. So, but first, Gregory just didn't wake up one day and decide like, oh, I'm going to do real estate. His path started much, 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 much earlier when he was a kid, in fact. Greg is actually a third generation home builder. He grew up watching his dad and his uncles and his grandfather master their building skills. It was then that he realized he had a true passion for real estate and design. Gregory holds a master's in interior architecture and design from Marywood University, and he's been involved in real estate development for over two decades. So I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I enjoyed speaking with Greg. He offers a ton of great little nuggets of wisdom. If you're thinking about starting your business or if your business has been impacted because of COVID. So stay tuned. Let me introduce to you my friend, Gregory Marinelli. Greg, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Everyday Entrepreneur and share your nuggets of wisdom about life, about business, and anything in between. So with that, who is Gregory Marinelli and what do you do? Hi, Holly. Thank you for having me. I super duper appreciate this. And that's a great question. And I've been working my whole life to answer that question, who is Gregory Marinelli? And a really fun exercise that I've recently asked is, who is Gregory Marinelli? to Holly. Nice. Right? Yes. And, and what did you come up with? Well, I'm asking, who is Gregory? Asking who is Gregory? Who, 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 who are, you, are to you? you? Who am I to you? Well, you are my longtime friend and my friend from Orange County. When I lived in Orange County about four years ago, we actually met in our community hot tub, you guys, like Greg had this really fun, exuberant energy. I was brand new to Orange County. I didn't know anybody. I was looking for friends, went for a soak in the hot tub one night and there was Greg. So from there, four years later, Greg, you've been really inspiring for me to watch because I remember in Orange County, we would be, we would be talking about our corporate jobs. We were both working in corporate jobs at the time and we'd be kind of commiserating on 
you know, this work is not fulfilling. It's not interesting. What can we do instead? And we were kind of throwing around ideas and thoughts and dreams, but we had really no idea on how to get started. And mm-hmm. like, really, how, how do we know we're ready to take that next leap? Which, you know, we all know that's, that's neither here nor there, how ready you are. But um, I've watched you transform and progress throughout the years from being, from being a corporate employee all the way to running your own business, creating a very um, strong, mindful practice through your education that you've done around that, which I'm hoping you'll get to. And you really stepped into your own by leaving out your passion for creativity and making people's homes, you know, making people's dreams come alive in their homes. That's what, that's how I see you. And so I don't know how well that matches up with what you would tell someone else, but that's how that, that would be my perspective. That is such a cool perspective. And thank you for sharing. And it's really neat. And a reason that I really love to hear that and that I like to ask that question is because we are different people. Or we, how do I say this? We are different people to different other people. Oh my gosh, why can't I say <laughs> We're many people to many different people, right? Yep. Yep. So we're, we're siblings, we're children, we're professionals, we're partners in business and in personal. We're, we're animal moms and dads, right? Yep. So who is it that Gregory Marinelli is professionally? And who is it that Gregory Marinelli is personally is similar, but there are differences. And that's what's so cool about knowing who you are. Do I know exactly who I am? Absolutely not. I'm finding, I'm figuring it out every single day though, right? Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, who is Gregory Marinelli? Gregory Marinelli is someone who loves to add value to the people that I'm surrounded by. My parents, my friends, my clients, my partner, my dogs. Mm -hmm. I just love to learn how that is that I can best show up for that person and show up for that person in the best way that I can. So for instance, as a professional realtor, I oftentimes, and I I have to admit, this is a growing journey for me as a realtor. This is one of the most recent explorations for me. Who is it that I am? Well, in order to become a realtor, I started modeling other realtors. And I was looking for successful realtors. And it's really funny because there are a lot of, I guess in all areas, professionally, a lot of people that are really good at making themselves appear to be very successful, right? Yes. And through that journey, there's always a learning about myself. There's my, one of my little guys right now. <laughs> you're, 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 you're in quarantine with the puppies. That's Love right. It. That's right. So as a realtor, who is it? Well, at my core, I am someone who loves relationships. I'm someone who loves to help people on their journey. I'm someone who likes to provide the value that I've gained over the years being a home expert that allows them to figure out what's best for them, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So also my background is I'm an, I'm an interior architect. And the same story goes for that. 15 years ago when I graduated college, I was like many of us, new and excited ready to go, getting a step into that corporate role. And my journey started with not knowing where it was going to go, but I knew that there was 
there was an aim out there. I was aiming towards something. And every day was a journey going to that aim. And reflecting back to answer, who was I then? Who am I now? Who, who would I want to be? I want to be that person that is there, again, to provide value. That word keeps coming up in my journey towards empowerment. Because that's what's most important to me, to everyone I'm surrounded with. Does that does that help? It does. I love that. I think one of the main, one of the big areas I coach new business owners on is deciding their what. So how to come up with a solid business idea. Mm-hmm. And while that is that that needs to correlate to a pain point in an industry, yeah. there's also so many things around what your strengths are, what your values are, what are you really good at? What are you known for? What did you want to be as a little kid? And as you're describing your journey from 15 years ago, graduating from school, but knowing that you had a passion for interior architecture to where you are now, that shows your journey of really choosing an industry and a profession and a designing your life around your strengths, your desires, your curiosities, your values, what you're really good at. Um, And so I think being a business owner, it is the endless exploration about who am I? How do I want to show up for my clients, my customer, my industry, my peers? And, you know, I think what you're saying is really ringing home. And I I would remind, you know, listeners that when you're thinking of your what, it's really important to think of all these things, your strengths, your curiosities, your values, your, you know, what are you known for? What do you love helping people do? And then marrying that to a pain point in an industry that you'd like to, you'd like to build your business around. That's right. So when I started my business, I, I, I was like, I knew that there were a lot of people in corporate America that just didn't want to be there, knew they were meant for more, but didn't know how to make the step from A to B because I was once that person. And I knew that if I could provide that person um, the easy steps to get from A to B, no problem. Um, with making the fewest mistakes possible in the shortest amount of time, I knew that there would be people out there that would want that help because I was looking for that help. And I would say also, like, I, I love teaching. I love helping. I love, you know, explaining things and breaking things down to, you know, easy, easy, manageable parts so people can go take action. So that's where the coaching side comes in. And I think you were going to say something. Um, on your, Yeah. To bring up the coaching thing, it's really funny. Um, you and I have had discussion in the past, in the very recent past, about that word coach and what does it mean? And the same with value and who we are. Coaching shows up in many sports, I mean, or in many places. For instance, we first think of sports, right? That's the really origin to a coach. However, life is in need of a coach as well. There's so many different areas to life. There's your business side, your personal side, your spirituality, your your health and fitness. Mm -hmm. And to have someone to guide you on that journey for accountability, that is something that's so important to all of us, especially in a time now where many of us have been home for almost two months. Our lives have switched dramatically from going out into the world to staying at home with our family, with our pets, having Zoom calls daily, multiple Zoom calls, 
and learning how to create this life that you can really bring people into your most vulnerable place, your home. Right. Right. And you're still looking professional. Well, how does that happen? It happens on a continuing journey of just being real with yourself. Yeah. You know, and sharing that realness with colleagues, with coaching clients, with new perspective clients that are out there and they're in the same boat we are. Right. They have these big question marks floating around their head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I think one of my questions for you is, you know, you're talking about quarantine and living in this life that's, you know, upended basically all of our all of our um, assumptions of normal. Looking at your industry, Greg, I would love to know like how has how has business changed for you? How have you had to kind of look within and, and figure out how you can best serve your clients and add value and continue to operate as a business, given so much of what you do is face-to-face in other people's homes, you know, out there in the world. How 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 have things changed on your end just given given the coronavirus? They've changed dramatically. I've changed dramatically. My clients have changed dramatically. And the way we react is really a reflection of where we are internally. How empowered are we internally that can shine externally? And I have to say, for instance, it was very hard the first few weeks for me. Um, I was actually working with a client for many months. They were home buyers, husband and wife. The husband was very, very successful. He has gone through maybe nine or 10 real estate transactions. The wife, I think she's been through one, maybe two real estate transactions. And what the big learning about this was, is how can I guide them on this journey when we had this uncertainty of what was going on? I mean, the point that they were in escrow is they really just had to sign one piece of paper and they had a home. Hmm. And that piece of paper, that signature on that piece of paper caused so much anxiety. Okay. So what is it, if I call myself an expert in the home industry, whether it's design or real estate, how is it that I can best show up for them and guide them? And what we did was presented them the facts, right? Here's where we are. Here's where we want to go. Here is how much money you are currently bringing in. Here is your mortgage. If something were to happen in the future where you lost your jobs, would you be able to continue paying your mortgage? What those specific questions really did was it allowed them to dig deep within themselves to see if their choices were going to line up with their aim through this. Well, you know what? After about two weeks going back and forth between clients and the listing agent and the homeowners that were selling the house, uh, the deal fell through and it was crushing. There was so much work that went into it. Mm -hmm. And after that, I kind of shut my phone off and I laid in bed for a couple of days and I caught up on Netflix and it was amazing. 
you know? Yeah. Um, we hear conversations about, you know, life is pausing or maybe this is a good, good time for us to all realize that we need to slow down. Well, for me, it was abrupt. It was dramatic. And I went deep mm-hmm. under the covers. Yeah. Right. With your remote. With my remote. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> many, many episodes of Mad Men uh-huh. and Ozark. After all of those were finished, I realized that Netflix is different than like the TV that we grew up on. The TV that we grew up on had seasons. They end it. Netflix is infinite. It's going. Right? On purpose. They do this on purpose to, you know, suck us in, obviously. Right? Yes. And I realized, I'm like, I could lay in bed for the rest of my life. (laughs) And this goes against everything that I've been working through working towards my whole life <laughs> well, yes <laughs> I yeah. love how you know to everyone listening like we could all lay in bed for the rest of our lives Netflix would love us to do this and I salute and, and believe me there are people that are doing this um that are succumbing to Netflix and are like giving up and or you know in you know not taking action or seeing this as an opportunity and to your point I love how you gave yourself a few days to do this, but it sounds like where you're going is there's a flip side to this. And I, I think that's probably, I'm excited to hear what, what you did next. <laughs> I shut the TV off. First of all, I got the dogs. I got my partner. And I said, let's go outside. Let's go for a walk. Let's venture out into this world of the unknown, of the uncertainty, of people wearing face masks. And you know what? It's the craziest thing. It's still a beautiful day here in Southern California. It's 75 and sunny. We had a great time just enjoying nature, listening to the birds, enjoying the feeling of the heat from the sun on our faces. And that helped to realize that life must go on. And how is it that I am going to choose right in that moment to be the best person I can, live my level 10 life professionally, personally, spiritually, physically, and move forward? It was that it was a very clear moment. It just switched. Your level 10 life. And it sounds like you gave yourself your own reality check and was like, look, we're not going to lie in bed anymore. Nature is showing us that life goes on. And so what did you do next after you decided that, you know what, you're done, you're done with, you know, the grieving period of your deal, not working out. What was next? Well, I had an amazing book recommendation. Okay. I love book recommendations. <laughs> I will put this link in the show notes. Yes. I love it's it. called the miracle morning. Oh yes. Absolutely. Life shifting. I read this book in a day. I have to say, I'm not a reader. I just, I love to listen to books, but to read a book, I literally have to read it out loud to keep my focus. <laughs> in which I did. I sat outside and I read aloud and it was amazing. I enjoyed myself in that moment. You know, just what it did was it reminded me that in all of this uncertainty, I'm even getting tired of using that word. However, yeah, I know I'm kind of over challenging times and right? times of uncertainty. Yeah, we know. It's right. a mindset. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I'm reading it out loud 
And this book revolutionized the way I live my life. So this was now three, three, four weeks ago. The Miracle Morning talks about the importance of starting your day off on the right foot, hitting all of those key points to our, our world, the spiritual side, the physical side, the emotional side, the mental side, right? Yeah. And it has a clear blueprint on wake up at 5 a.m., do item one for 10 minutes, do item two for 20 minutes, do item three for 10 minutes. And in one hour, you change the way your day is starting. You're energized from the core mm -hmm. through meditation, through physical exercise, through journaling, through reading. And speaking of reading, the biggest thing is reading affirmations. So this book also comes with a, a, a corresponding website and they have an amazing platform where you, it, they help you to write your own daily affirmations. So it's bedtime affirmations and, and morning time affirmations. And I have to say, yes, it was my choice to change, to make that change, make that shift. This book really did help me. And, and what have you noticed since you've started being more intentional? I'm a big believer in how we start our days as well. And I think it sets the tone for the entire time that you're awake until you go to bed. And how, how have you noticed your life changing because you've started this, this practice? Well, I have many, many more hours to the day. You have more time. So I'm in, I'm in week three. I'm, I'm, tomorrow I will be completing week three of the Miracle Morning. And it's a 30 day challenge. So that in effect, even to know that I got that far through is empowering. And so there's more time in the day. It acts as a way to connect with that infinite wisdom that we all have inside. That gut feeling, that little voice, that creator that's in our head. And it's just saying, it's throwing ideas at us. Well, those ideas are amazing. And some of those ideas can be million dollar ideas. Some of those ideas could just help you get through the day. Some of those ideas can help you get along better with your partner or your spouse, right? And all these little suggestions that we are really giving to ourselves through a practice of, of meditation, of journaling and of affirmations has allowed me to develop, I want to say like a curiosity about what could I be capable of if I am operating on a level 10 in all of those key areas of my life. So relationships, finances, uh, professional, personal, and it's been hard. Holly, mm -hmm. it's, it's been real hard. One of the first exercises is you maybe you've seen this before, but it's a wheel. And this wheel has different categories of your life. So spiritual, mental, emotional, physical relationships. And you measure, measure yourself on a scale from one to 10. And it was eye-opening that I was measuring myself on threes to some, on some of those scales. It forced you to really look at aspects of your life objectively and you probably had things staring you in the face that you hadn't quite expected to be confronted with absolutely mm -hmm. and what i've gained from that it's kind of funny it's absolute 
BS. That's what I gained. BS as in belief systems. What is it at our core that we are believing about ourselves? Or what is a limiting belief that we have about ourselves? Right. Yeah. I I mean, I think when I think about starting a business or even for people that are already in business and just to give your, your example of lying in bed after the deal went through and what, what are the stories that we tell ourselves every day about ourselves? And you're right. There's limiting beliefs or empowering beliefs. And, and it's, it's completely up to us what we decide to tell ourselves. And so when you think about, you know, just people that, oh, and I want, I want to continue hearing, you know, more about your miracle morning. Um, But in addition, I, I want to hear also like, what about um, somebody that's, you know, kind of stuck in their debt, in their cube at work or working in a job that's just okay, but they're just like, well, I don't know what else to do. I want to start a business, but I don't know how. What would you say when it, what have you learned through, I guess, the Miracle Morning and the work you've done on yourself? Um, what would you, would you say to that person as it relates to the story they're telling themselves and the beliefs they may be having that's holding them back from moving forward? That it's perfectly okay and accept it. And when you accept it, then you could take action. Uh, Action that I've taken around that, and I highly recommend, is a process that is called mental and emotional release. I'm a master practitioner of NLP, mental emotional release, and hypnotherapy. And combining those things, there's this thing called baggage. Imagine like these little black blobs that we've been building throughout our life. And it's maybe traumatic events or things that we wish we did differently, or I'm just going to put it out there times that maybe I got made fun of in junior high. It can go really deep. It went so deep through this process of, trusting my unconscious mind to take me to the root cause of that, of that negative emotion, learning what I can from that experience, releasing the negative emotion around it. And when that release happens, it puts into perspective everything that has happened since that root cause. So learning to, so then when, you bring that learning back to your present self, you operate on a different frequency. Mm. And that frequency is one of empowerment. So your question, you know, what advice do I have to that person sitting in the cubicle wishing they could follow their passion or follow their dreams or start their business? Get real with yourself. What is it at your core that it that you really hope and dream for what visions do you have for yourself in the future if you are having trouble with that vision of the future find someone to help you mm-hmm. um also listen to your unconscious mind what is your self talk like we often hide our self talk from others I know we aren't even aware of it ourselves. Absolutely. Yes, Holly. Right. Absolutely. So when you can just take a moment to just mm-hmm. pause and be present, 
you can maybe start to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. and share your thoughts and talk about them. I have to say, I have an amazing network of individuals through my NLP training that I've been connecting with. And through that training, what we've learned was, is there are success strategies and there are tools out there. And, you know, oftentimes people joke and say, oh, well, I wasn't given an instruction manual for my life. Well, you know what? It's not completely true. There are success strategies out there. Yeah. You know? I I love that. I think there's, when we talk about business and building a business or starting a business or scaling and growing, I think a lot of people oftentimes feel they have to go on this journey alone. And like, I have to go figure everything out. I have to go find everything. I don't know how to do it. It's not. And then that's where we get in the spiral of like frustration. And then we throw our hands up in the air and give up. And, you know, um, I think you hit it right on the head that there are especially now given the year we're in the year 2020 and all the resources available to us for free online that no one probably in most situations needs to feel like they're without resources or help um and or that they have to pay thousands of dollars to get that there's so much free content out there to teach you how to there are playbooks, there are blueprints to teach you how to get from A to B, but it, you have to decide that you're going to commit and do it. All the playbooks and free resources and online courses in the world aren't going to get you from A to B if you don't take action. And that's something that you said a little bit ago was just the importance of taking action. And you took action with reading the miracle morning you took action with your NLP practice because you were curious about how to unlock maybe some of this, you know, baggage that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I just, I think there's just such a importance around the word action um, that I'm really, I'm really glad you brought that up. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you say that, um, I guess, what is just kind of that catalyst that helped you speaking of action. I love this story. I think you told this on the everyday entrepreneur blog as well, but I, I, I would love to hear if you're, if you're okay sharing this with the, with the audience, I would love to hear just what was that pivotal point in your life where you, you decided I'm, I'm done working for someone else. Mm-hmm. I want to follow my dreams and my passions. And I, I, I can do this. What, what was that point? Would you, would you be willing to share that with us? Of course, I'd be willing to share for you, of course, <laughs> and the listeners, of course. I love this story. There, there are multiple points in my career, starting off 15 years ago when I first graduated college up until present day, that I had bosses, partnerships, that I was giving my all. It was the all that I had at that present time. And there were many times I got slapped in the face. And maybe it was via a layoff or I didn't get the job promotion that I was working so hard on or a partnership didn't work out. At the time, those moments hurt. And also though, it's a time for reflection because one of the most important pieces of advice advice that I can give is that 
there is never failure. There's only feedback. What is it that we can learn from those situations? And it, I have to say, it took me a couple times of being in sticky situations that made me feel not so great to learn that it was my time. So I was working for a corporate company. I was giving it my all. I relocated to LA after living in Orange County for four years. Um, for those listeners, I'm an East Coast boy and moved to Orange County a couple of years ago. And it's paradise here. And LA is a different type of paradise. Their demographic is different. The offerings for life are just different. It's a different mindset. And even going into real estate and design, in Irvine, I was living in a brand new apartment complex with pools and gyms and all these amenities. And in LA, I moved into a shit box, literally, that I had homeless people sleeping on my, my front doorstep. These were all signs. This is why I'm telling you this. These were all signs that my choice maybe could have been a little bit better. And I wish I'd put more thought into it. Along the way, I was doing my best. I was meeting with, meeting with clients and I wasn't seeing results. I would go home at night. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. How can I do better? And it just wasn't happening for me. And came to a time where, and I, I felt this coming. I think I might've put it out to the universe that I was ready for it to happen. Uh, my boss invited me to lunch and it was something that didn't always happen. And I thought, uh-oh, here it comes. So we sat down and we talked about, you know, how this is a reflection of performance and not necessarily the individual of who I am. And he said, you know, we made the hard decision to lay you off. And immediately I broke down into tears sitting in this little restaurant in LA and it was tears of relief. It was tears of sadness. It was tears of joy. It was so much tears. It was all of these pent up emotions that I've been feeling for this time that I was really working hard to be the best I could, but it, I never felt that it was the right fit. So at that moment, I, after that lunch, sat in my car for a little while, got all the tears out and I drove home, made a few phone calls on the way. and. That was, the, that was the pivot right there. I said, now is the time to take all of my learnings and all of my passions and create goals for myself to be a leader, be an entrepreneur, and work for myself and share my value, my value system that is personal to me and not the value system that's, that was important to the corporate world or this corporate entity. You know, and... From there, I started Googling. How do you start a business? That was going to be my next question. What was the <laughs> first step you took? Because yeah. I think people are like, well, I don't know what to do first. And I love this. Okay, so you started Googling how to start a business. That's right. And I learned that there are a lot of different opinions out there. <laughs> and there are a lot of different methods. And they're all great. And what I did was I, I spent a few weeks. I spent a few weeks. How do I start an LLC? How do I register my company? 
as a fictitious name? How do I register my company um, with the state of California? How is it that I hire an accountant? How is it that I build a website? How is it that I get clients? Because that's what I need to make the moolah. Right. Without clients, it's really hard to have a business. Yes, there's a lot of other business operations things that come into play. Just to unpack what you said a little bit is just, I think you had had this buildup. You you knew that you were in a job that wasn't right for you. It sounds like you knew in your heart of hearts, you had kind of asked the universe, like, please let me go. Yes. And it happened. It did. It did. And when it happened, you had your emotional release of probably a few years of pent up frustration and anxiety. And like, when I heard you describe it, it sounds like all of that was kind of washed away when you got the release from your job, as terrifying as that might've been. So true. So I love that you decided this moment. Yeah. It sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you took that moment that could be a really sucky situation for, you know, it is a really sucky situation, but you took it as an opportunity to go forth and do something that matters to you, that you were meant to do and give yourself a shot. And just by taking that first step and Googling how to start a business, you were already one step further to starting a business than you were the day before. That's right. And you know, it's funny, I'm I'm saying this now, just admit it to you, I should have called you first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, that's okay. We're here now. This is, you are sharing this story twice now. And so, I mean, we all have our own ways that we need to come and figure this stuff out, right? And the internet is a great place to start. It's low risk, low entry. It's free to do a search. And that's what you did. So I guess just in closing, um, I I think you touched on something like finding clients and that's something that a lot of my, my audience, especially existing business owners, but new business owners or aspiring business owners uh, want to know that, you know, obviously there's no silver bullet or promised success method. um, As many people out there preach there is, I, I would love to hear what, how you find clients. What is your approach? What do you think works and is there a nugget of wisdom that you would pass along to somebody that's kind of struggling, especially now, on finding clients? Absolutely. Then and now, in this time of our COVID pandemic and recreating the way we work, I would say it's most important to know your purpose. You called it your what. Mm-hmm. Some call it their why. Or their why. Yeah, your why. For me, I'm calling it my purpose. Mm-hmm. And that purpose boiled down to something I, we were talking about in the beginning of the call is my value. What value is it that I have? Because Gregory Marinelli has had many jobs, has had many roles, and has a ton of experience all surrounding really one, one chunked up area. And it's homes, it's design, it's how we, it's, it, how do I want to say this? The most chunked up area is the space in which we live and work. And that is what I thoroughly love helping people to work on. Especially now that we are home, we're not all set up with home offices. No, right? far from it, far from it. I mean, I'm currently, although I do have a home office, I'm currently sitting at my dining room table 
Why? Because of the lighting, which is a learning right there. Right. <laughs> lighting is very important, by the way, if you're on video calls. I, I, do, I do strongly support that. <laughs> yes. So how do I find my clients? Well, networking, referrals, and building advocates. Say that's the biggest thing. Who is it that you know that knows your value, knows your purpose, knows your why, knows your what? Are you telling the world what that is for you? And are you asking for them to spread the word? Um, So for me, in real estate, for instance, one of my biggest lead generation tools was meeting people in person. Mm -hmm. It was hosting open houses. Well, now that we cannot host open houses, I'm still figuring out ways of how am I going to meet new real estate clients? And I'm learning from and modeling other realtors who are doing what they know best. And you know what, though? It's funny. People say, oh, stay in touch with your sphere of influence. In real estate, we call all of our friends, our family, people who know, like, and trust us, our sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. How do you do this? You make phone calls. You, you give yourself goals to reach out to 10, 15, 20 people a day. You compose emails that go out to those who subscribe to your newsletter, or your email list. Yes. You, yeah. You attend. There are now ne- online networking groups. I'm involved in one networking group that we used to meet in person every Thursday. And now it's a Zoom meeting every Thursday at 6 p.m. And being involved in a a group like that, especially if it's a smaller group, they will only accept one of each profession into their group, which is really nice. So a promise when you join a networking group, a business networking group, is that when you hear of anyone, friends or family, looking for that certain role or job title, you recommend that person in that group. So if somebody hears that some their family is looking to sell the house, their first phone call should be to me, somebody yep, yep. they know, like, and trust, who I, I show up on that call every week that I have a track record of providing value to my clients and that they could pass my information along knowing that they are giving a good referral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then and that brings up a good point. Referrals. Who have I worked with in the past who was happy? And who would be very happy to share their experience with their, their colleagues or, or their friends or family. I've, I've grown my business, my design business on that one premise, reaching out to those that I've helped create their space and asking them, who is it that you know that can benefit from my service? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's not always an easy conversation. I was just going to say that it can be <laughs> awkward as all heck to be, because you're putting yourself out there. You're somewhat, you're giving someone the chance to say no. And, yeah. and to a lot of us, you know, no can be, you know, the more you do it, I think the less no hurts. But in, especially in the beginning, asking for the referral or asking for the next step or asking for like the sale in some sort of way can be very daunting. And, you know, with experience, I, I personally do think it gets much easier and your skin gets thicker and you're like, okay, well, they said no. All right. Well, maybe it's just a not now or it's a request for more information 
Or, you know, maybe it's a not ever. And that's okay because in a world of like how many billion people, we don't have to serve all of them. That's so true. Yes. If we serve a subset, wow, are we lucky because we have a business. Yes. So on that note, Greg, tell us how, in terms of, you know, on that note with finding clients, how do we find you online? How do we stay in touch? How do we learn more about what you do and your company? Where can we find you? Of course, my website, GregoryMarinelli.com is the main hub for all activity. On Instagram, it's Gregory Marinelli. On Facebook, it's Gregory Marinelli. <laughs> You've got <laughs> and, the greatest name to be like, you're so unique. There's no others, it sounds like. Oh, thank you. And by email, Gregory at GregoryMarinelli.com. Gregory Marinelli, everybody. So Greg, is there anything before we part, is there anything that you want to share with it, with the audience or things, something you want everyone to know that we didn't talk about today? Absolutely. I mean, as you may have taken in, I'm an open book. I'm learning to be an open book because I am someone that used to have walls up and tried to figure it all out myself. And through the past years, especially the past few weeks, I'm learning that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to seek guidance. And please feel free to shoot me an email, hit me up on Instagram. I am happy to share what I know works best for myself and hopefully it will work work best for you guys. I love it. That says a lot about your values and who you are. So thank you, Greg, for sharing your time, your wisdom with us today. I truly appreciated our time together and I look forward to future chats. So thanks for being here. You're very welcome. Congratulations on this awesome podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gregory Marinelli, everybody. Go follow him online. Thanks. And there you have it, Gregory Marinelli. Or should I say, there you have it. How to recover when you experience a major disappointment or failure within your business. Greg, thank you so much for your vulnerability and your willingness to share your recent business disappointment. I think I speak for everyone when I say failing or being disappointed in our business hurts that much more when it is our own business because we have poured our hearts and souls into making something beautiful. And when something doesn't go as we planned, yeah, it sucks. But the important part is to embrace the feeling of suck, as Rachel Hollis says, but then figure out how to move forward, how to get back up, how to keep going and how to keep taking action. So friend, I hope that the next time you experience a disappointment with your business or your life, that you get back up, you keep going, and you take action. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, pop over to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave a review. I would so appreciate your support and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week on The Everyday Entrepreneur. There are thousands of podcasts out there and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm truly grateful to you. Make sure to stop on my website and you can subscribe there to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love your rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. Finally, check out my free guides to starting a business at hollynoll.com slash free and be sure to tune in two weeks from today for my next episode. 
Until next time, keep taking action to build your business.